0: favorite true essence product uh,
1: they're all my favorite but the real answer is probably the fruit nectar so I used to go on slushy walks when I was a kid and uh, and they remind me of a snow cone or a slushy and so it was always you know when starting this company it, it was always kind of a side passion I wish I had a better slushy syrup so fruit nectar is just a joy for me
0: this is AG Bioscience welcome and thanks for joining I'm Mitch Fraser CEO of Agrinovas Indiana This is the podcast where we explore all things AG bioscience the people the products and innovations across food, animal health, plant science and ag tech Necessity is said to be the mother of invention and today's guest is proof positive of that proverb after learning his wife developed a dairy allergy he turned to science to develop a dairy-free chocolate. And in the process, he identified a new approach that is transforming food preservation. He's a brilliant scientist, an incredible leader, and an all around great guy. Welcome, Matt Rubin, founder and CEO of True Essence Food, to the podcast. Matt, really appreciate you being here. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. We are going to have some fun today. You have such a powerful and inspiring story, a true entrepreneurial success story. Matt, before we dig into True Essence, I want to learn more about you. Share with us some more about where you grew up, and how did you become a food tech innovator?
1: Sure. Thank you. So I grew up right here in the heart of Indianapolis. Uh, my uh, my house growing up was just near Butler on the north side. And so I'm an Indianapolis native. And from a young age, I was kind of inspired by the senses, um, even in, in when I was— um, even in young ages, I, I did experiments on your sensitivity of smelling and how do people perceive smell. It was just a fascinating thing. I even won a science fair doing so. Um, in middle school, I were most kids were reading, you know, short novels. I went to the bookstore and bought, um, the culinary Institute of America's professional chef textbook. Love it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so many ways to cut a <laughs> carrot. How do you cut a carrot? And it's not a normal thing. And so, the, the art of food preparation and kind of the respect for the ingredients was always a passion, but the, but the ebb and flow of the day-to-day life of that culinary scene, it just didn't feel like it had the impact. And so I, I, as I started my career, I really got into the, the um, more formal sciences, the biology, chemistry, and physics. I did about seven years of benchtop research in fields of uh, genetics, theoretical physical chemistry, and air-sensitive chemistry. I pursued a business degree and then i spent the next eight and a half years of my career focusing on what happens to innovation after it's created Mm -hmm. scientists feel like the job is done once you make something and and really that's where the work starts And, and i felt that you really haven't completed the value proposition to the public until that that innovation gets back to them and so that requires you to do commercialization that requires you to build businesses and that's what I did for eight and a half years at IURTC, commercializing new technology. And so those that 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 arc of science to business really put me on a path to where I am today.
0: It's an incredible story from chemist, biologist, business leader to now entrepreneur. And your story is one that I just I'm so inspired by. What started as a dairy-free chocolate innovation. Mm-hmm. Now it's become such a big story. I mean, so, so chatty chocolate people may be yep. familiar with, incredible, but it's so, so much bigger than chocolate. Share with us more about the work you're leading at True Essence Foods and really that problem you're solving in the market today. Sure. Well, it, in many ways, chocolate was the perfect problem to focus on.
1: It, in, in the industry, chocolate is one of the most difficult um, foods to make. So most of the, when you, when you cook a stew, is it, is it 160 degrees? Is it 170 degrees? Maybe you don't care, but chocolate burns at 120 degrees. It freezes at 95 degrees. It's moisture sensitive. It's, it's heat sensitive. It doesn't like giving up heat, doesn't like removing anything. So when we started solving the problems for how do I get water out of chocolate Mm. and how do I keep flavor in chocolate that created the condition? It was like, you could have invented Velcro many times throughout history, but it took a spaceship for it to make it relevant because a buckle on your luggage was good enough. And then once you had velcro it was easy to use it on luggage and and on clothing and everything else. And so chocolate was really that that problem that forced us to do something that was previously unobtainable. And, And so when we stepped back on the platform in fact it was so difficult that it was easier when we were developing the technology for chocolate to test it on grapes and cherry tomatoes and fresh mint. Interesting. And so before we knew the technology worked on that, we actually saw the seeds of a much larger industrial solution back in 2017, 2018. The discipline of our business was that we had to show that we had we had the skill of a team to execute before we could execute in all fields. And so we actually as a as a team saw the future and in and use the chocolate as a stepping stone to creating an industrial solution for producing sh- shelf-stable
0: food. It is—it's so. fascinating. I, the your ambition. I mean, we've talked so many times: more flavor, less impact. The work you're doing with pressure, Matt. It's—it's it's fascinating. How do you achieve that—that that idea of more flavor, less impact at essence And how, how are you working? What are, what are you doing in terms of formulating new ideas today?
1: That's a great question. New ideas typically come from two sources. The first being our partnership base. And so mm. over the last seven months, we have gone from one to over 30 industrial engagements. It's incredible. Uh, with, yes, it is. And we've done so by word of mouth. And so we'll actually start working with a company and they say, Hey, this is pretty cool. Let me introduce you to these two other people that run on these other food companies. Yeah. And so we haven't marketed a cent. Uh, in terms of our industrial solutions, and people say we need this and we need this now. We've actually had to, um, to turn down opportunities this spring because we couldn't scale the equipment due to supply chains fast enough. So whether it's a 1,000 pounds of ramp production, which is a wild onion in Vermont that we couldn't get in time, or it's, you know, or, um, or a fruit nectar opportunity, or an industrial, it, it, there's several that we've made sure that we're scaling, but we're scaling appropriately. So, we, we work with our partners to engage them and really listen to their problems, whether it's I'm not getting enough nutrition, this is too expensive to make, um, or I really want to create a superior experience for my customers. The second place that we, um, we generate our, our new ideas is really in our, in our uh, flavor studio here in Indianapolis. So, our R&D space, where we're constantly working with new ingredients, is right next to a front of house tasting room. And while customers come and they expect that they're going to have a flight of chocolate, which they all do, we then bring out the innovation of the day. And we created, rather than you know, this company telling people what they should have, we created an environment where we have this dialogue directly with consumers, where they say, you know, I really hate cutting carrots for my stew. I wish I
0: had this. Right. And, and that has been a great source of innovation as well. Tell us more about, walk us a little bit more through... The industrial solution. So, again, people may be familiar with Sochati chocolate. We, yep. We've talked a little bit about that, but you have some really amazing innovations happening. And we tried mustard, and there's yeah. some alcohols, and there is, uh, I think we even tried horseradish, if I remember correctly. Yep. Tell us more about how that works and what you're doing.
1: Sure. We, we have two at, at True Essence Foods. While we have many technologies and many patents, we really have two pillars of innovation that we use to address industrial solutions. The first one is flavor symmetry technology where it, it, its namesake was that I wanted a raisin to taste like a fresh grape not like a raisin. And so I wanted to keep all the flavors that you expect in a fresh food to be represented in the dry food. So if it's a carrot, it tastes like a fresh carrot even though it's crispy like a potato chip and it's a single ingredient. So our flavor symmetry technology allows us to really solve the problem that dehydrators and freeze dryers couldn't where they where Typically when you remove water from a food the flavor also leaves. In our technology we figured out how do you separate that water from flavor so the flavor gets to go right back into the food and the food not only concentrates in terms of all of its nutrients and its nice natural raw form but the flavor also concentrates. So what was apple juice is now something 10 to 30 times with the potency of apple juice. It's more apple than apple and so it's really been a powerful platform What we found with customers is that flavor is one of the things that really drives the purchasing decision. So by delivering that impact of flavor, you can make the shelf-stable food um, and sometimes more desirable than some of the food that may have more shrinkage in the supply chains. The second platform we have is what we call flavor balancing. And so there's, whether it's through fermentation, you mentioned alcohol, vinegar, um, other condiments, which which may have one or both in there, also chocolates of fermented food, coffee as well. Uh, we now engage multiple distilleries, a winery, et cetera, trying to help them to rebalance. So there's this characteristic bite that most people know but never think about in, in, um, in fermented foods. And we're able to remove that bite to allow you to taste the freshness. It's the difference between mom just made a fresh mustard at home and I just bought a mustard at the store. There's that, that essence that we wanted to deliver.
0: It is extraordinary. We're talking with Matt Rubin, CEO of True Essence Foods. Matt, time for maybe two more questions. Sure. Uh, your, your focus on sustainability. Mm-hmm. Sustainability has been a big piece of, of your story, of the, of the True Essence story, and even just to your point you mentioned, being able to create really interesting and delightful shelf-stable food. Tell us more about your focus on sustainability of True Essence, and, and how do you see that coming to life through the product?
1: Sure. Uh, sustainability has been a passion of mine for several years, and when we approach sustainability, w- when I approach it personally and, and, and in reflection when we ap- approached it as a company, we really said in order for something to be truly sustainable, we can't trade one problem for another. We have to be sustainable across food, water, energy, transportation, and waste management. And if we and if we create a waste problem but solve a water problem, we're not really doing the job. So that became a pillar when we started Trurescence Foods. Now. Um, and, and we use that. So by removing water at the source, we're able to decrease the shipping weight, we're able to decrease the shrinkage in the supply chain. And what we did was we created a technology where the sustainability is inherent in the technology itself. So by in, in, by enabling this for our customer supply chain and pursuing good business practices and pursuing good in, in installations and in scale, we're actually having a significant sustainability impact where it's not a side thought, it is the thought, and it's the true value proposition. We're also, um, by by enabling uh, the fresh flavors in, in the industry, we're able to um, provide a decrease in energy consumption to maybe where they would look at freeze-dried or other technologies. So we have a direct um, energy and um, equipment utilization that we can reduce, and it's really just an inherent part of what
0: we do incredible. Okay, last question, Matt. This is one that I'd love to hear a little bit across each of the pieces of the business sure. because it is such a broad portfolio with application to really any place within the food ecosystem. What's next for True Essence Foods? What's the future look like for the company?
1: We're in a very interesting time right now as a company where <clears throat> the global problem of food and supply chains, and we saw this during COVID where where shelves were consistently empty where they hadn't been previously, that um, where under good times, one out of every four heads of lettuce was consumed. And we, when we looked at this, we said 25% of global water consumption for fresh water goes to food that's never consumed. Wow. We found there was a trillion dollars of food waste and we found that 33% of all food that's grown is thrown away. And so we, we don't have to grow more food to feed more people in the world. We do have to make sure that food gets the consumer. So where where our company previously was trying to prove technically that this, the systems work and then we try to prove that the customers really want this and this is a viable business model we're right now saying yes the customers want it, yes the technology works and it's really time to scale and make an impact and so it's a very exciting time to grow a team, there's a lot of inspiration within the team and it's an exciting time for for uh, the city I mean, as, as we continue to
0: grow Without a doubt and Matt how can folks get to you and Let's be clear, how can they get to some of that chocolate we talked about earlier? Yeah, so
1: the, the chocolate, absolutely. I mean, I can't go to a Thanksgiving. If I show up without chocolate, they turn <laughs> me away. So uh, the chocolate's available at Sochati.com or they can, if they're local, they can come to uh, the facility on Brookside Avenue. Um, if they're interested in the industrial solutions, our company, Truescence Foods, um, there's contact us information there, and we can address... Uh, different food companies uh, opportunities, as well as provide samples and tours. So.
0: It is great. Well, Matt, thank thank you for spending the time and, and thank you for innovating right here in Indiana. He's founder and CEO of True Essence Food. Matt Rubin, really appreciate you spending some time this with is us. It's a
1: pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. Get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can also access our entire library of archived episodes. And as always, you can learn more online at agronovusindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovus team, I'm Mitch Frazier, thanking you for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon.
1: This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick and produced by Kayla Chittister and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business News from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.